Welcome to this episode of the Contend Podcast, a podcast dedicated to encouraging Christians to contend for the faith delivered to the saints. Here's your host, Sam Geckler. All righty, thank you for joining me for this episode of the Contend Podcast. Uh, today we have an um, interview episode with Pastor Mike Bacinas of Lookout Mountain Baptist Church in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, it's a pre-recorded interview I had with him over the phone, uh, so I'm going to put that um, in here with this podcast. But uh, before we do that, just a couple things to keep in mind or to be thinking about. We have a couple other interviews scheduled, lined up that we're going to be putting on here uh, shortly. And also be back with another episode of the Biblical Response series here in uh, next week or so. Looking forward to that. And also uh, doing a couple more episodes in the uh, Daily Walk with God uh, series that I kind of wrapped up. But I'm going to kind of bring it back and do another episode or two in there. I had some more um, information that I wanted to put in with that, so we're going to do that. And so we're looking forward to those things coming up, and make sure that you're following the uh, podcast and the blog on uh, Stitcher and iTunes and a couple other podcast players, and you can also get to them on samgeckler.com, and you can subscribe to get the notifications for the blog posts there as well. Um, and you can also follow the the podcast and blog on Facebook and on Instagram. Just put in Contend Blog or Contend Podcast and it'll take you there. So without further ado, uh, let's get to the interview that I have with Pastor Mike Bacinas of Lookout Mountain Baptist Church in Phoenix, Arizona. Hey, Brother Mike, thanks for taking the time to uh, interview with me and be on here with us today. No problem. Yes, sir. Hey. <laughs> so uh, to get things started, uh, would you mind telling us like the circumstances around your salvation, what the Lord did to, to bring you to the knowledge of salvation? Yeah, what happened was, is I was doing all, all the wrong things, and uh, when I say that, I mean it, <laughs> and uh, some of the stuff that I wouldn't even talk about, it was so bad, but the Lord convicted my heart, and I didn't like what I was doing yeah. anymore. And, um, and I was a professor atheist, <laughs> and um, one guy one guy who was an atheist said, well, you weren't much of an atheist if you believe in God, <laughs> and I said, well, yeah. I said, well, I was in a problem, and my, me having no God wasn't going to help me, Yeah. and uh, so I went to God, not letting anybody know, and I, I uh, asked him to help me out of the situation. I had no idea what to do, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't call on him to save me or anything at that time, but I asked him to help me, and that was three years before I got saved. Well, he started working in my life at that time, yeah. and uh, he put me through a bad car wreck where uh, a 120-foot tree came down and crashed on my car and crushed it with wow. me in it. Uh, and three months later, I was in a motorcycle wreck where someone pulled out in front of me on the highway, and I wow. ended up in the hospital. I injured my hip so forth. Could have been killed. And but both in incidences, someone said to me, "God spared your life." Hmm. One was a police officer, and one was my mom when she came out to the accident scene. Wow! And uh, so what ended up happening was I was, I was asking them, "What's God got to do with this?" Yeah. And no one would give me an answer. Huh. And uh, so what ended up happening after a series of events, and the Lord was literally speaking to me in my heart, and things like He said. Uh, if I wanted you to be born, if I wanted you to have drugs in your veins, I, you would have been born that way. Yeah. And then he had me look at my kids and say, you're missing them growing up. Huh. And uh, so it convicted me. So sure. after a 
series of events, someone came by and knocked on our door, and I wasn't home, my wife was, and they uh, came in and told my wife about the Lord, and she trusted Jesus Christ right then. Amen. And I came home from work, and she was excited. She wanted to tell me about how she trusted Christ. And so she told me, and I got angry. I mean, I blew up at her. And uh, she she didn't flinch. She just kind of just kept smiling. <laughs> and uh, and But in my heart, and I know now it was the Spirit of God, I didn't know then, but the Holy Spirit of God was uh, speaking to me and saying, you know she's right. Yeah. And uh, so that was when the, the everything started falling apart for me as in the fact of I didn't have anything to hold on for myself or hold on, yeah. you know, uh, in the flesh. So what ended up happening was is my wife would come and ask me, can I go to church? I'll take the kids with you and you can stay here and watch your football and all that stuff. <laughs> and so I said, sure. So I let her go and. She went, and she come home, and I said, after she got home, I'd say, hey, what did the preacher preach on? He says, you're, you're dying and going to hell if you don't trust Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I got a conviction. Yeah. So then she went to church again, comes home, and I said, what did the preacher preach on? And said, well, you're dying and going to hell, he says, uh, unless you trust Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I said, does he preach anything out there? <laughs> so every service she came home, she would tell me the same thing. Oh, goodness. So the last service that she went to just before I got saved, it was a Sunday night. She went to church, and I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't watch football. I couldn't do nothing. Hmm. And I was pacing the whole time she was gone. Wow. And I was, it was like, like I was beside myself. And, uh, and I couldn't wait for her to get home. So when she pulled into the driveway, I, I opened the door and ran, basically ran out to her. What did the preacher say? What did the preacher say? <laughs> she says, oh, he goodness. says you're going to die and go to hell if you don't trust Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, goodness. Wow. And, and uh, so I followed her into the bedroom. She's getting ready for bed, you know? Yeah. It was about near 10 o'clock at night. She's getting ready for bed. And uh, she goes, she gets in bed to go to sleep. And I said, do you not understand that I'm really bothered here? I can't go. I can't. Well, I, you, you shouldn't be going to sleep. You should be helping me through this. <laughs> she went to bed and went to sleep. Oh, man. <laughs> and she acted as if nothing happened. Yep. And uh, right then, the Holy Spirit smote my heart, and I fell on my face, and I trusted the Lord right then. Oh, I mean, man. I fell straight prostrate out on the ground kind of a thing. Wow. And we wept and cried out to God. I mean, tears to my that's, eyes. That's great. And uh, when I came out of that bedroom, uh, I knew the whole world was lifted off my shoulder, and I tell people, I said, the word, the the... The world wasn't lifted off my shoulder, just someone else was carrying it for me. Yeah, there you go. That's... <laughs> so, uh, so the Lord was that's carrying great. it. So that's how I got saved. Wonderful. And I've been in, and I've been in church ever since. Yeah. Never miss, I don't miss services yeah. in church. That's great. Six days after I got saved, I was right, or seven days after I got saved, right in church. Oh, there you go. In fact, it's kind of funny you're talking about this, because yesterday was my 36th anniversary of being saved. Oh, wonderful. Awesome. So, cool. That's so, awesome that I get to talk to you about it right after... Right after right. you celebrate, that's yeah, I awesome. I told my kids about it yesterday. That's great. You know, that's give a awesome. testimony about it. Yeah, that's a that's a great salvation testimony. Not that not every salvation testimony is oh, great, but you know, yeah. But yeah, that's a that's definitely a good. It, it's good to see that that the Lord pulls people from lives like that for sure. So well, it was it was a horrible life. I yeah. tell people it was horrible. Yeah. And uh, and I know what God means when He says. Um, uh, who loves much? Him that was forgiven much or him that's forgiven little? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I always tell people I've been forgiven much. 
Yeah, amen. Well, that's, so. that's great. So um, after that, what did the Lord do to, to call you into the ministry or to lay on your he heart to preach? To, he called me to preach three weeks later. Well, okay, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, immediately. Yeah, and, great. Uh, I didn't want to answer it. Yeah. But I was preaching anyway, and I didn't. I didn't know. I, you know, I, I knew answering the call, like telling my pastor, you know, God's called me to preach, was a big step. You know, it was, yeah. it was a fearful step. Yeah, for sure. But so, I was hemming and hawing about it, and the Lord says, "Hey, dummy," and this is how I tell people. He says it to me, "Hey, dummy, you know you've been preaching all this time. <laughs> What's the big deal if you go and tell your preacher, hey, I'm, I'm called to preach?" Oh. And so. Uh, Finally, the Lord convinced me to tell my preacher, and so I went and told him, and he says, well, it's about time. I said, why is that? He goes, my wife and I have been praying for you to straight here to preach. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's great. Uh, and, I, and, and that was really encouraging because that told me that, you know, I was on the right path because, yeah. you know, yeah, someone I looked sure. up to as a spiritual leader and stuff, and, and he was and is, and, and uh you know, and he's preaching the word of God, and he knew a whole lot more than yeah. I did. And, <laughs> and uh, but he we were on the same page, so God yeah. confirmed it. Yeah, you that's know? that's great. Then, so, uh, then did you start serving in that church, or did you move after that? Know, or? What happened was, is I I took sign language class. Okay. Uh, immediately, and uh, they made me assistant pastor and and headed up the uh, deaf department. Okay. And I can right. actually speak fluently to deaf people. Huh. And, um, I mean, we had, we had people coming and I was out visiting, uh, deaf people and bringing them in to come to church and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty exciting. It was really, I tell people, uh, learning sign language is like learning another language, like having another foreign language, you know, under your belt. And you talk to people that you'll never talk to unless you know their language. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) so that's what I did. And, and also was, you know, jumped right into soul winning and. You know, when I was helping out in the teens, when just got right into doing all kinds of stuff, me and my wife both did, and okay. and uh, my wife got into helping nursery, and you know, and yeah, and uh, ladies' meetings and stuff like this, and so okay. so it was a blessing, you know. Awesome. We awesome. found we found a better place to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. And then, uh, what did what did God do to take you to uh, where you're at now? For that church oh, down there. Well, we went to Bible college mm-hmm. in '84. Uh, and uh, after I was assistant pastor and everything, a couple mm-hmm. of years there at that church. And uh, so, and then I went to Bible college and met your grandfather. Yeah. And I've uh, known him ever since. Yep. And we worked together <laughs> in C Church there at the church and, and uh, preached and, you know, and worked together, had did construction together. Yes, and, uh, and so God took us through that. And uh, when I left the school there, um, a preacher in Chicago asked me to be assistant pastor, so I was. Great. And uh, became assistant pastor of his church. It was uh, about 250 people. It was, um, it was it was a pretty good time we had. And <laughs> saw a lot of souls saved. And, um, you know, and they put a lot of the preaching on me. And um, so I did a lot of the preaching to the people there. And got, uh, got into running a rescue mission there in, in Chicago. It was uh, Door of Hope. <laughs> and plus I ran a huge nursing home. Plus I was uh, street preaching, 16 hours uh, uh, on Friday, uh, Friday nights, and then into Saturday. Wow! And 16 hours we would preach on the street, <laughs> and so uh, we just had a great time, man. Seeing a lot of souls saved, and got to Wonderful. preach a lot and get the word of God out there. And so 
that, that's what we that's what we did. And I went on to um, I went on to assistant pastoring. Uh, well, I helped out your grandpa there in his yep. church at Dunes Baptist. Yep. And for a little over a year, and uh, he made me his uh, adult Sunday school teacher. Mm-hmm. And how we helped we actually helped build it. Did yeah. the actually hands on construction on it. Yeah. And so. Uh, um, you know, and then then I moved to Washington, and I didn't know why God moved me there. He wanted me to do some kind of uh, ministry there. He just told me to go. So I went up there, and I had no idea. For 10 months, we were stagnated. <laughs> and uh, then the Lord just gave us a house. I mean, Alan Craig just gave us a house. And I didn't have a job, didn't have a ministry, wasn't doing nothing. I was going to a church there, trying to help out and do stuff. And then the Lord showed me what he wanted me to do, and I ended up... Uh, uh, having a what we call the street van ministry and we picked up people off the street in the vans and then i ended up uh managing the rescue mission there and uh, and then um and got preaching out there and when we started seeing souls saved we we're seeing about 250 souls saved from that place and about 80 percent of them got baptized wow. and uh and they were staying in the church <laughs> and uh, so so it was a blessing, and then we well, he left that and we ended up working for Reclamation Ranch. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but in between that, I also pastored a church, or yeah, pastored a church and assistant pastored another church, <laughs> and just got busy. And uh, <laughs> but uh, I pastored up in uh, Valley Baptist Church in uh, 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 Snoqualmie, Washington. Okay. And uh, then ha- helped out start a church in uh, Lacey. And was there two years. And the pastor asked me if I'd come and give him one year to help him start the church, and I gave him two years. <laughs> and the church is still there. Wonderful. And uh, so it was a blessing. And then I went to work for Reclamation Ranch for Jack Patterson, and I was his assistant director and superintendent there. Put me over all the ministries, and and uh, so and worked with him until the Lord called me to come pastor here in Phoenix, Arizona. I've been here now, born on 16 years now. Wow, that's great. So uh, we took this church. It was just that we're on the verge of closing. We're in the red, couldn't make their bills, just dropping missionaries. And they asked me to come and help them, and they made two statements to me. One was, we didn't, we didn't, we don't have any money for you to pay you. And I said, (laughs) I didn't come to get a job. Yeah. And they said, well, you're either going to make this thing work or it's not. And I said, is there any other options? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are full of wisdom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they got the point. Yep. And I was there going, man, what are you, people don't think. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, great. I just need to hear it there. Yeah. <laughs> I just think there's humor yeah. when I hear stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, but I've been here ever since, and we got up to we got up to 180, 125 people, and you know we were filling the place because our place only holds 60. <laughs> so, so uh, it was it was standing room only, and uh, then uh, the, we got to had a split, which mm-hmm. I tell you because that's pretty much protocol for churches anymore, especially yeah. the bridges of earth. <laughs> yeah, and, for sure. Uh, so uh, they had a split, and we lost 100 people. Yeah. And out of that hundred people, we never lost any of our offering to the church. So the people who stayed were the ones who were giving. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. (laughs) Funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah, it is is funny how that works. And so what ended up happening was that we still, we're, we're, we uh, are probably up to about 40, 50 people now. Great. And uh, it's a it's a blessing. Church is a blessing. And uh, we have a good time. Wonderful. And we are coming up on a, we are coming up on a mission, uh, or uh, not a mission, but a revival. 
Great. Eight day revival on uh, November 11th to November 18th. Great. And on our last day, we have what they call, uh, we call it Thanksgiving Sunday. And huh. um, it'll be an all, all day thing. It'll go from 9.30 to about 4.30. And, and, uh, and uh, so what ended up happening was, is uh, we have a uh, evangelist from West Virginia, Charlie Tenney, who's been preaching for us for, uh, uh, this is his 12th year, he's been preaching <laughs> for us, a revival. And uh, so we have, so we, we're hoping to see a lot of people come. And we've handed out several thousand flyers for it. Great. And uh, already, and we still got a couple weeks to go. Or yeah, let us well, yeah, two weeks. Yeah, awesome. It's coming up quick. Yep, it is, and it'll go fast. And yeah, but we're we're praying that we're praying that the Lord. I preached a message last night about um, uh, talking about the the uh, people just. Uh, Getting into the Word, giving your heart to the Lord, humbling yourself before God. Yeah. I said, because I think it said Josiah, uh, he humbled himself before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And God said, there is never a king like him before or after him. Yeah. Who, who, had, who, had, given, who had given his all his heart, all his soul, and all his might to God. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and God, God uh, used that, that man. And uh, so, you know... So that's uh, that's uh, what I admonished him last night to do. That start giving you, start preparing yourself for yeah. this revival, so the spirit of God will move on it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and the preaching, and that that if the preacher has his messages all ready, that if the God wants something else, that he'll be willing to listen yeah. and uh, change the messages. Yeah. If if so be it, you know. Yes, sir. So. Great. But that's a blessing. I'll tell you one thing though. No, you said admonish people about yeah. something. Here it is. There's a in, in the Bible, Elisha had the the sons of the prophets with him, mm-hmm. and the sons of the prophets said to him, "We need to get, we need to leave you because you're too straight. Yeah, we need to go somewhere else." And so they went to. That's when they went to cut the wood down and they lost that axe head. Mm-hmm. They fell in the water and they called the man of God to. Get the you know get the I actually had the iron and the iron swammed and the guy reached his hand and grabbed it. But I told him I said, do you notice that they're trying to get away from what's right? Yeah. They're trying to get away from what's too straight. And it says and so and one said to basically to Elisha it doesn't say his name but one said to him, go it says they told him don't uh, be content and go with them. Hmm. And it says Elisha went with them. With those men that wanted to get away from too straight, hmm. and uh, and uh, and I said, see, that's a that's a picture of the Holy Ghost. No matter yeah. where you go, you try to get away from too straight. Holy Ghost will be with you still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said he'll be there to bother you. Yeah, he'll remind that's you. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a. And I said, look at that. I said they they tried to get away from too straight, and so which was funny because when that was Sunday night and Wednesday last night, we have this new family coming. And the husband, the husband comes up to me and says, he says, I'm, I want to get, I want to get things right with God. He goes, I don't want to be running from too straight anymore. <laughs> that's what he said. I don't want to be running oh. from too straight anymore. Yeah. That's great. And I that's said, a, well, amen. That's a good, that's a good truth that yeah. even when we're trying to get away, he's still trying to, trying to get close to us. So that's a, yeah. that's a good truth yeah. to, to think about yeah. for sure. 
but you know it's really kind of funny when they had problems what did they do they went to the man of god yep yeah. That's what happens all the time. I've got guys that come to me that are quick coming to our church, but when they got a problem, they'll call me up from yeah. my... <laughs> yep. That's how that's how it goes. They know uh, when they need someone, someone, they want someone that'll be able to get a hold of the Lord. That's for sure. Right, right. <laughs> oh, I got, I got guys. I got guys who... I, there's there's some men that were in our church. They went and told their moms. And this is what I said. And this ain't bragging on myself. I mean, just just to, so you see how people perceive things. Yeah. Uh, they told their mom, and their mom come and told me. Now these men are like late twenties, early thirties, and they got, their mom's come and told me. Says my son says you're the man of God, <laughs> and then he said, then they said this, and they said, no, no, mom, he's the real man of God. <laughs> yeah, yep. And uh, I said, well, praise the Lord. Yeah. I said they don't come to church anymore, but hey, <laughs> you know, I mean, they're running from they're running from God. You know, they're running from two straight. Yep. <laughs> So it'd be a lot easier, at least, right? Yeah, but then it wouldn't be a ministry. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. I don't want—I don't want to sweep floors and, and straighten up chairs all the time. Yeah, and no one, no one be around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, hear you there, for sure. Well, brother Mike, thanks for taking the time to, to sit down and no talk problem. with me for a little bit. I definitely appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll be keeping uh, your revival in our prayers coming up in just a couple yeah. weeks. So, uh, you have a a great evening. We'll be talking to you soon. Hope you enjoyed that interview and this podcast with Pastor Mike Bacinas of Lookout Mountain Baptist Church in Phoenix, Arizona. And before I close the podcast out, I just want to take a second and remind you that this episode was brought to you by From High School to High Calling, a book by yours truly, and you can get your copy of that at contendpublications.com. And uh, if you haven't yet, sign up for the Contend Publications newsletter there at the bottom of the, the page there. You can sign up for that. It's just a couple seconds, and then I'll send you an email, and you just confirm that you subscribe. And you can keep up with all the exciting new things that are going on at Contend Publications. Don't want you to miss out on any of those things. And I just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any comments, or perhaps topic suggestions for the blog or the podcast, you can email contendpodcast at gmail.com with those uh, questions or suggestions. And I hope that by listening to this podcast, you and I will both be able to better learn how to contend for the faith delivered to the saints. 